0: Today is Wednesday, August 10th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command Forecast... For the rest of your Wednesday, breezy and mostly cloudy, highs 90 to 95. East winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, slight chance of rain showers in the evening. Then slight chance of thunderstorms after midnight, Low 65 to 70. East winds 10 to 20, the chance of rain 20%. Thursday, mostly cloudy in the morning, becoming partly cloudy, highs 90 to 95. Southeast winds 5 to 15, shifting to the west in the afternoon. Thursday night, partly cloudy, Low 60 to 65. North winds 5 to 10, shifting to the southwest after midnight. Friday, sunny, highs around 95. Northwest winds up to 10. Friday night, partly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms, lows 60 to 65. Saturday, mostly cloudy, chance of rain showers, slight chance of thunderstorms, highs 90 to 95. Chance of rain, fifty percent. Saturday night, partly cloudy, twenty percent chance of thunderstorms. Lows around sixty. And Sunday through Tuesday, mostly clear. Highs eighty-five to ninety. Lows fifty-five to sixty. Let's take a look at local news. For the second year in a row, the Phillips County Fairs 4-H livestock auction pulled in record numbers. Phillips County Extension Agent Marco Manukian says there was over four hundred five thousand dollars in sales, the most he's seen. In his 23 years working the event. A good round of people, and I was just surprised when they brought out the first lamb and the auctioneer said $10. I thought to myself, you'd be lucky to get three to five, and he backed it off to about five and made his way back to 10, and then it was easy going after that. The auction was held virtually and in person. About $35,000 of the money brought in was done so by online bidders. Sales from the auction go back to the 4-H kids that raise the animals, with many often choosing to save the money for college. And as one 4-H fair comes to an end, another starts. That's the Blaine County 4-H fair. It's got a full docket of activities all the way through Sunday. Julie Snediger is the Blaine County Ag and 4-H MSU Extension agent, and she says participants and buyers should expect to see the shows and sales in an outdoor setting. We'll have shade, um, some cooler grass to be around, and it's just going to be a really fun time. We're going to do everything we can to keep everyone cool and spite of the heat and hope everyone can come see us at the fair. Snadiger says this year's 4-H breeding and market numbers are seeing 50 for beef and 15 for sheep. For a complete list of Blaine County Fair events, go to HighlineToday.com. The H.R. Clack Museum Board held their monthly meeting Monday night and discussed several agenda items. Museum manager Emily Mayer gave the museum report and said generating revenue for the Buffalo Jump was lower than expected due to the extreme heat causing cancellations and making scheduling of tours inconsistent. Museum Foundation Board President Elaine Morse suggested Mayer compile data on tour cancellations to best predict future revenue. Morse wanted Mayer to submit a list of items she wanted sold at the museum site in time for the board to approve gift shop items to be sold at the Interpretive Center. One item approved was to submit to the foundation approval of the purchase of signage for the museum. Moore said she was applying for a grant that would cover the majority of the $6,500 cost. The next meeting is scheduled for September 12th at 6 p.m. And a reminder before we go to state news about fire restrictions, many are or will soon be in place. Blaine County, Shodell County, They're both in burn bans. Those are in effect already. Hill County has a burn ban that goes into effect at midnight Friday morning. And then there are stage 1 fire restrictions in Liberty County, Phillips County, and on the Rocky Boys Reservation. All of these prohibit open burning. Although most campfires and established pits or rings are still allowed, make sure to check the rules for your local jurisdiction. Before doing so, however, now turning to state news. The Montana Free Press reports that in a five justice panels unanimous decision, the state Supreme Court on Tuesday upheld a district court decision to block three abortion restriction laws from taking effect while the case proceeds. The High Court said the case between Planned Parenthood of Montana and the state of Montana, defended by Attorney General Austin Knutson, can continue in the Yellowstone County District Court where it began. The case debates the constitutionality of three laws signed by Governor Greg Gianforte last April. House Bill 136 prohibits abortions after 20 weeks gestational age. House Bill 146 40 requires providers to offer patients an ultrasound before an abortion. House Bill 171 adds numerous requirements to medication abortions, including that providers report specific demographic information about patients to the state's public health department. That law also bans the use of telehealth appointments and the mail delivery of abortion pills for earlier term procedures. In October, District Court Judge Michael Moses temporarily enjoined the laws, writing that the abortion providers suing the state successfully argued that the policies appear unconstitutional under the state's constitutional rights to privacy, individual dignity, and equal protection. That at-first-glance standard is sufficient in Montana to prevent a law from taking effect while litigation continues. In the state's appeal, Knutson tried to convince the higher court that Moses used the wrong legal standard for temporarily enjoining laws. He said Planned Parenthood of Montana should have been required to show it was likely to succeed on the merits of the case, an argument the state Supreme Court rejected based on a hundred years of precedent. The Montana Free Press also reports that Secretary of State Christy Jacobson and 14 other secretaries of state have banded together to demand that President Joe Biden immediately rescind a March 2021 executive order aimed at expanding voting access in America. In the letter sent last week, the secretaries argued Biden's order was issued without constitutional authority, that's a direct quote, end quote, ignores codified procedures and programs in our state constitution and laws, end quote. The condemnation of Biden's order is the latest development in a sprawling and intensely politicized debate about voter fraud. election administration that's touched nearly every level of government in montana and across the country jacobson and our fellow signatories the majority of whom hail from states that have passed controversial new election laws within the past year and a half primarily took issue with the order's directive that federal agencies draft strategic plans to promote voting, including the distribution of voter registration and vote-by-mail applications. Asked via email whether Jacobson's office is aware of any federal agencies engaging in such activity in Montana since the order was issued, spokesperson Richie Melby did not directly address the question. Melby said the root concerns shared by Jacobson in the letter's other signatories is the Biden's administration's, quote, lack of consultation and communication with the states, end quote. Lake Mary Ronan State Park reopened the morning of August 10th after the Elmo-2 wildfire forced its closure in the past week. Fish, Wildlife, and Parks staff consulted with the Northern Rockies Incident Management Team, led by John Thompson, and determined it was safe to reopen the state park and resume normal operations at the site, including camping. The Elmo-2 fire has been burning in the area, but fire crews have made significant progress in containing it in recent days. Evacuation orders were lifted for residents along Lake Mary Ronan Road, west of Dayton Creek Road. This area remains under under pre-evacuation warning and open to residents and guests only. Speed limits on Lake Mary Ronan Road are reduced to 35 miles an hour. Camp Tuffett slash West Shore Road remains under evacuation order and is closed to all traffic. For more information on the Elmo 2 fire, contact the information line at 406-818-5200. FWP urges people to use caution when they're out recreating. Because the conditions are very dry and fire danger is high, a majority of wildfires in Montana are human-caused. The leading causes of fire escapes are debris burning, escape campfires, and lawn-slash-farm equipment. You can learn more about wildfire prevention and get the latest information on fires across the state at this website, mtfireinfo.org, mtfireinfo.org. Now taking a look at wheat prices for today. Just literally a slight change of one cent for winter wheat and no change for spring wheat. Let's run through the counties. Hill County daily per bushel: 7.86 for winter, 8.21 for spring. Blaine 7.76 winter, 8.16 spring. Liberty 7.91 winter, 8.21 spring. Shodo 7.86 winter, 8.21 spring, and Phillips 7.71 winter, 8.11 spring. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Deanne Breeze, 77, passed away Tuesday morning, August 9th, at the Great Falls Clinic Hospital. Cremation has taken place, and her memorial service will be 1 p.m. this Saturday the 13th at Holland and Monine Funeral Chapel, and Isla McClanahan will officiate. Her burial will be held at a later date. Memorial contributions in Deanne's honor may be made to the charity of one's choice. And that is going to do it for this Wednesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information, KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Everyone have a great rest of your Wednesday, and stay safe out on the roads.